As any coach or GM will tell you, the foundation of any great team is great talent. So it's no surprise the teams dedicate so much time and effort towards finding the right players. Now, the same rule applies when it comes to hiring. You need top talent, but you don't have endless resources to find it. Luckily, what you do have is ZipRecruiter. They scout talent for you. With ZipRecruiter, one click will send your job to over 100 of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. Their powerful matching technology will scan thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and then invite them to apply to your job. It's so effective that 80% of employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through that site within the very first day. And right now, you can try it for free. Try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive web address. Write it down, ZipRecruiter.com clones. ZipRecruiter.com slash C-L-O-N-E-S. ZipRecruiter.com slash clones. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Is there a more horrifying phrase than videotape of a 77-year-old man's no. genitals no. being manipulated? No, no, no. Holy hell, man. <laughs> if, that, if that hits the interwebs, good night. <laughs> Trevor, does that mean that if that leaks, you're not going to watch it or you are? Oh, I'm, I'm in line. I am in line. <laughs> Tell my wife, move over and let me get a look. Hey now, welcome to the Jim Rome Podcast. This is Ep 75, meaning we are three quarters of the way to a hundy, and my guest is none other than the legend Trevor Price. Trevor is a two-time Super Bowl champ a four-time Pro Bowler, a three-time All-Pro, a member of the Denver Broncos' 50th anniversary team, a record producer, a creator of a hit Netflix show, and he was the co-host of the legendary podcast RPO, Rome Price Opinion. Trevor's got some NFL takes that he's got to get off his chest, and what better place to get caught up than with my co-host of the original side hustle, Pot Up. Ep 75 with my man, Trevor Price, starts right now. My man, look who's back. Trevor Price, NFL great, legend of the RPO podcast. I couldn't wait, TP. I had to get you back. What's up, man? How you doing? Oh, man, living foul as ever. Living foul as ever. Where are the clones at? They they stop. They stop. Badgering me and my NFL picks. <laughs> Wait till they get your sweet 16 picks. They'll be back. They'll be back. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Trevor, bring me up to date. So, what have you been doing lately? What's going on? It's been a little while. I need to know what have you been up to? Um, a little bit of this, a little bit. So, so here's a piece of news happened uh, past Sunday. My show on uh, on Netflix, Kulapari, you sure. know that uh, Mark, Mark Hamill's in it, right? Right, right. He got nominated for an Emmy. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, yeah, man. So, I mean, what do I get out of it? Nothing. But I, I bet he doesn't even thank me if he wins. And I've heard he's going to win. That's what I've heard. Trevor, that'd be so awesome. There, there's no way what? that there's no way that Luke Skywalker gets up there to rip his Emmy and does not salute you. You hired him. <laughs> believe me. Believe me what happened. Believe me it will happen. Because I, I don't know if I'm going. But I'm not trying to go to the Emmys to go watch Luke Skywalker might not win. I'm like, where are they going to put me in the bleachers somewhere? And I'm going to be up there going, Luke, Mark. And he's going to be like, I don't know who that guy is, but thank you very much, Academy. Well, I'll, I'll tell you how to handle that. What you're going to do is he's not going to say, hey, I don't know who that guy is. What you're going to do is you're going to text him ahead of time and say, hey, dope, I'm the father. <laughs> I'm your father. But, 
but it, but here's the thing. He coughed like it, the character he played was sick, right? So he literally coughed for six straight episodes. I'm like, y'all giving him an Emmy for this? Why not? Go ahead. Why All right, not? well, let, let's get it first. But if he's going to get it, I think you'll be fine. That's great. Congratulations. That's good to hear. Thanks, Listen, sir. is this Thanks. true? I hear, Trevor, you've been playing a lot of pickup basketball. Have you been in some local runs? Is that true? Uh, oh, what a fucking disaster. <laughs> so Tell me. He, he, here's the two things, right? So when, when a pro athlete retires, <laughs> it takes about four years to cut the competitive monkey off your back, right? The guy that the, – the, the monkey, like the family guy – that comes out the closet and points at things and you go hit it or curse at it or spit at it or kind of like insult it. Like, like you have to get rid of that guy. You have to cut him out of you. When I first retired, my kids are still playing like you know, peewee sports. Like I, my middle daughter, right, Cameron, is a soccer player. And she grew up She grew up fast and she's big and fast and strong. So she's playing like the 12-year-olds. And if she doesn't win, I scream out, Cameron, you're bigger and faster and stronger than that girl. What are you doing? And my and, and she's like, and my wife's like, you can't say that about the kids. And my response is always, but it's true. So you have to get rid of that shit, right? So I start playing pickup basketball, and guess what pops back on my back? The goddamn monkey. <laughs> I go shoot a bat. I, 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 I play like, kind of like Draymond Green a little bit, like give me the ball. They're like, You're not the point guard. Give me the effing ball. And they give me the ball. And I don't pass. I don't pass the ball. I take shots or I go for a layup, a euro step. I do not pass. Once I get the ball, it is my ball. So I go to take a jumper, right? And everybody's sick of me. And this little round fella says, <laughs> as, I, as I shoot the ball, he says, that jumper's trash. The monkey gets on my back and points at him. And the first thing I said, not as much trash like your fucking belly. <laughs> Those were my words. And, and I, and I kind of look around and everybody's like, shocked because i'm like okay does the dude have cerebral palsy or something like what happened here did i did i did i just go like black out and say something i shouldn't have said but apparently that's not how people talk in the ellicott city pickup run but that's when it started the monkey came back and by the time we got done jim i was screaming this to people the monkey on my back is gonna put all of you in the hospital <laughs> you better stop and i told i said i told one of them i said you have two choices you can either shut the hell up or you can get out of here in a body bag. Them is your choices. And guess what he did, Jim? He shut the hell up. Needless to say, Jim, I have not been back. <laughs> Trevor, that, 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 there's Trevor Price story time right there. Did you also say to them, you will publish this or you will publish nothing, assholes? <laughs> basically, basically. Trevor, the and world... I mean, I'm not sure the world needs another six foot five, 290 pound point guard. These days, Trevor, how much do you weigh? About two, about two eighty-five, two ninety. All right, so you're still your playing weight. These guys right. that you're running with, what are these guys like? Are any of them like former D1 athletes? Are they all accountants? Like, who yes. are you running a, with? A little bit, a little bit, a little bit of both. <laughs> like, so one of the accountants is six foot eleven, right? And <laughs> right. I, I haven't played against those six foot eleven person in my life. I've never seen a person that tall, right? And I learned something about basketball, Jim, and playing and playing basketball with them is. He's trying to post me up in the post, and he's trying to, like, lean on me. And I take my hands, and I literally just, I'm not lying. I put my hand around his waist, and I move him. I say, look, you go stand over here. And I was like, <laughs> is this easy? Like, Zion Williamson is going to kill somebody in the NBA if I can do that to this guy who was 6'11", 250. And I literally just put, I put my hand on his waist like he was a child. Right. And I said, look, you go stand over here. Me and you are going over here. And then he couldn't, he couldn't guard me because he couldn't run. So there is some D1-level 
former basketball players. Like, but I think one of them played like Charleston State or something like that. So white guy, he comes to the gym, has a mouthpiece. I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for you because if you come to the pickup 6 a.m. game with a mouthpiece, you're a serious man. And I just want some exercise, Jim. I don't want to fight. I want some exercise. I was like, yo, I'll take the butt dude with the mouthpiece. Jim, five minutes into, I was like, look, someone else take the guy with the mouthpiece. He's gonna run me to death. <laughs> and that's when you realize where you are in life, right, and what you are. Big, strong, yes. In shape, no. Big, strong, and old. Trevor, know your place, <laughs> man. Know your place. You had to find out. There's only one way to find out. Trevor Price story time. I've missed that a lot. All right, so Trevor, let's move on to a few things. One of the big stories this week. Great story, by the way. Nice, nicely done. One of the big stories of the week, Gronk retired. Do you think we've seen the last of the big dude on the field? Or could you see this guy coming back? I know. I, I, I'm, so, so I get story time. So I, I, when I retired, I was retired for about eight months. And I kept telling my agent, look, when teams call, don't call me. So the Raiders called. And I told you guys about the Raiders and how Hugh didn't want to let me go home. And I was like, Hugh, I'm going home. The Patriots called. So I went to the C-Bill, and I saw all of them. And I was like, y'all have it pretty good up here until I got into the workout. And just the way the coaches talked as I was working out, I was like, I don't think I like the way y'all talk to me. So I'm going to go home. So I didn't sign with them. I don't see him coming back. I don't see him coming back. I think he's made enough money. I think he's caught enough touchdowns. What else does a guy have to left to prove? If he would only be doing it because he would do it for free. You see what I'm saying? He doesn't need the money. He doesn't want another championship. Why is he still playing? His body's beat up. We saw half a Gronk, so we called we called him Onk. You know, we, we saw parts of what he could be and parts of what he was. He basically became an offensive tackle for all intents and purposes. I don't see him coming back. I think this is over. I think he is riding off in the sunset. He's going to take some time off. He'll do some, you know, uh, Tybo videos or something. I don't know. But he'll find something to do. He'll stay busy. No doubt about it. No, I'm not worried about that. He's going to get paid. He'll find work. He'll act. He'll wrestle. Back to your other point, though, Trevor. When you talk about Bill Belichick and the coaches, we are talking about arguably the greatest coach of all time. You were there. You were open to it, but then decided you didn't like the way they were talking to you. I mean, you've played for all kinds of coaches. What did they do or how did they talk to you that was so offensive? It's it's and the problem was Jim. It wasn't Bill. That was the problem. The problem is the 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 water boy and the kind of young random dude like you know the kid is out of college and you know the guy that breaks down film. He's like, hey, make sure you finish over the bags. I was like, who the fuck are you talking to? (laughs) Like that's what I said to him. I said, who are you talking to? I said, you are 25 years old. I, I will do things to you, right? And I'm, So everybody kind of tries to act like Bill. And, and when, when you're as old as I am and you've been through it enough times, you can see through that. So that's when I thought, if, if this kid, random, random guy telling me go over bags, if he acts like this, what are the other ones doing? The ones that actually have, have a job. Like, he was an intern. Intern doesn't talk to all pro guy like this. In turn, I don't speak to you. I speak above you. I, I don't talk to you. I talk at you. You know what I mean? So I was like, no thanks, man. So that's that's kind of what it was. But I talked to Bill. You know, Bill's great. I know Bill. I Pro Bowls and see him around or whatever when I used to play. Um, but it's the other ones who have picked up what he does without being Bill. And that's what I didn't like. All right, so the intern's got the Patriot way. The intern has internalized the Patriot way. Did I mean, did you get out of that facility without Bill saying, hey, Trev, where are you going? Or did they never get to that point? And, and they get to that point because they were off that week. Uh-huh. I believe they were playing. Bill would have been like, well, well, your meeting is this way. No, Bill. The meeting is in my toilet at home. 
Trevor. <laughs> Trevor Price. All right, Trevor, so one more thought about Gronk. So you've gone up against all kind of guys. Is he the best to ever do it at that position? Uh, yes. I think you got a group three or four of them, right? Him, Shannon, Tony Gonzalez, Ozzie Newsome, who I never played against. The other two I played with and played against, and I've played against Gronk um, when he was a rookie, I think, or a second year or something like that. I think he was just starting to become Gronk. But I would tell you the physicality of that guy is just different. He He's a big person among a lot of other big people. But there's something bigger about him. Like There's something about him. You look at him, you're like, why, is he, why does he look bigger than offensive tackle? Who is 50 pounds heavier and two inches taller? He just looks bigger than everybody else. It's like his proportions are all kind of fucked up. You know what I mean? Like his, his arms are short and long. His hands are big and athletic. I'm like, what? What is this? He he really is a polar bear. He he, he doesn't. He looks like a a small person in a very big body rather than being a big person. You know what I mean? Like I can't explain it. At two sixty, he looks he looks three sixty. At six six, he looks eight six. He just looks different. He looks different. He's he's not as big as I am, but he looks bigger than I am. I stood next to him. I'm like, this dude's bigger than me. You know, so I don't – the physicality of the guy was just different than everybody else. And, and the way he played the game was different. You're on your shit today, Trevor. I love that. Now, another thought about the Patriots on that topic. When was the – what was the first thing, Trevor, that popped into your mind when you heard that Bob Kraft was popped <laughs> in a prostitution sting in Florida at the Orchids of Asia Spa? What was the first <laughs> thing that popped into your head? The Patriots are the gift that keeps on giving, ain't it? Yeah, <laughs> right? man, it's they like, are. I'm just like, what, what, what is it about this organization that keeps them being? They almost run like a fraternity. You know what I mean? It's like, but I, you know what? Listen, I think when you have that much success, right, and when you are that good, and and kind of nothing can get in your way, it's the whole bulletproof thing. I think I think they just think they're bulletproof. I think Bob Kraft is like I do whatever I want when I want, and he got caught up in some in some foolishness and whatever. You know, I don't want to get into the man's personal life, but it it just seems to always happen to them. It's Spygate, and then the, the tight end kills people, and then the deflated foot. It just on and on and on, and it is a culture. The Patriot way is a culture. Of, yes, we work hard. We don't have much fun doing it, but when we do have fun, we go shooting. That's the Patriot way. I don't I, I don't understand it. They're bulletproof. They act like it. They're above the law. But when you're that good, you tend to be above the law. No, you do tend to be above the law. Now, is there a more horrifying phrase than videotape of a 77-year-old man's no, genitals no. being manipulated? No, no, no. The only thing horrible is a videotape of a 78-year-old man's genitals being manipulated. That's it. That's the only thing more horrible than that. Because if that comes out, I mean, holy hell, man. <laughs> if that if that hits the interwebs, good night. <laughs> good night. Trevor, does that mean that if that leaks, you're not going to watch it or you are? Oh, I'm, I'm in line. I am in line. <laughs> Tell my wife, move over and let me get a look. <laughs> oh, my God. She's not going to watch, is she? I know you Absolutely. will. Absolutely. I was like, she's like, well, I got to see what the hell this is. I, you, man, you want to talk about uh, views on YouTube. Uh, we're looking at the first 8 billion views. I mean, Jesus Christ. It, 
they better do whatever they can. I, I, I guess that's what's happening. They're trying to embargo and this, that, and the other. And he's supposed to plead guilty, but he won't plead guilty. That video is going to hit the interwebs. It's going to hit any day now. Like, somebody has a copy of it. Somebody has some of that grainy footage on their cell phone. I am telling you. You know it. I know it. Oh, I know it. I know it. Except it's not going to be YouTube. It's going to be Pornhub. But, yeah, somebody's no, got no, that. So somebody's please. got that. This is not like no. a VHS tape. Somebody's got this. But somebody's got this. It's on a phone somewhere, and they're just sitting around waiting for the right bid. And when that shit hits, <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Talk about the Patriot that's way. Gonna be the, that's going to be the magical moment. That's the magic moment we're all waiting for. No, I'm kind of not waiting for it, Trevor, because I'm, unlike you, I'm not going to watch it, but you know the jungle, the clones, will oh, they just, they they'll lose their nuts. collective shit. I'll never be able yeah. to do my show ever again. The way I every, want to do every, it. Every, oh my God, man. I can't imagine having actually work in radio every day. And when that hits, it's going to be like, uh, well, okay. <laughs> exactly. Trevor, you got a small taste of what the clones can do, what they're about, what their life is like when you made a couple of bad picks. Imagine what the clones <laughs> would do with a video of a 77 year old man having his genitals uh, manipulated. You're right. You said it perfectly. I can't imagine what it would like to be to work in sports talk radio every single day. If that tape leaks, you nailed it. Exactly. This is why I don't want that to leak. Uh, listen, I want to pray for you. Thank you. Thank you. Prayers up for me. Thank you. I'm going to need them. No matter how big or small your team is, Ferguson has a winning game plan for pro contractors with thousands of plumbing repair parts, knowledgeable associates, and the single largest national footprint in the game. When the pressure is on, count on my guys at Ferguson. Remember all season when you famously said the Rams would implode and then they nearly won the Super Bowl. So putting that aside for a minute, who is your yes. team that is going to famously implode in 2019? I'm going I'm to get on this train. And here's the thing. Love and hate are very close to each other. There was no team I loved more than the Browns when they were bad. Because you just feel like, all right, buddy. All right, little buddy. We're going to get it again tomorrow. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. Now the Browns got good. And Baker Mayfield showed up and acted like an ass. That's fine. We can do all that. They're about to head for the, the self-destruct nuclear button. I am writing it down right now. And here's the reason why. It's one thing... When, when nobody expects you to be good. It's another thing when everybody expects you to be great. Not good, great. As in, they're a pick to win the AFC North. Now, on paper, you should win the AFC North. You have probably the best quarter, if not the best, second best quarterback, and him and Ben Roethlisberger, to be quite frank, are tied 1A and 1B in that conference. Not overall, but in that conference. And then you add homeboy that proposed to a goddamn field goal post. I, I don't I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't understand it. I don't see it working because in a city like Cleveland, which is kind of like Baltimore, it's a small town um, that is starving for attention. There's not really enough of it to go around because the city's not that big. It's one thing to be in New York where everybody gets some. If you want it. I wasn't one of the people that wanted it, but Odell Beckham Jr. wants that. So we're supposed to, in this little town, in this room, we're supposed to have a Heisman Trophy winner, the blonde hair wide receiver, um, the, 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 the number one draft pick at defensive end. I mean, there's a lot of stars on this team and not enough newspapers. I think some things are going to go bad 
Now, remember the conversation we had and I was like, do not hang your, you're going to die on that Greg Williams Hill? You should have died on it because that's the guy they should have kept. The fact that you kept the offensive coordinator who's never been a head coach at any level and he's talking about, oh, mutual respect. Greg Williams has been like, mutual respect? I'm the fucking coach. There is no mutual respect. I'm the coach. You do what I say. That's what we pay you to do. I think Brady Kitchen is going to have a hard time with these personalities. I don't care how old he is or how young he is. When you have those kind of alphas all at the same time, I say all the, I say all the time, look, all of us can't be chiefs. Somebody got to be an Indian. Somebody got to be an Indian, right? And who's going to be the Indian on that team? I think, Trevor, I think it's a fascinating response. I think it's a fascinating conversation. You know, I disagree with about 98% of what you just said, but I think it's a fascinating <laughs> conversation. Go back to Baker Mayfield for a minute. When you said that, yeah, Baker Mayfield shows up and he starts acting like an ass, you mean a freaking stud? What, what did he do that offended you other than play balls out and play unbelievably for a rookie? But, but he doesn't understand the business of football. He thinks it's college. He thinks it's college, and, and people don't have mouths to feed, and these aren't families. He thinks it's, he thinks it's hey, you, took a, you took another job. What? Hugh, Hugh Jackson took another job. So the hell, what, what does it have to do with you and your team? That, and he will, he will learn this. Yeah, but Trevor, he he, learn it. He's is, a is that, is that a kid learn. who doesn't know, or is that just a guy who's running on that kind of fuel all the time, man? He's all about it's, that life. That fuels him. His teammates love him already. They respect okay. him already. This is, and here is the problem, Jim. That shit lasts one year. I'm telling you that. It lasts one year. The trick will get old, just like the Draymond Green thing gets old, just like the uh, Kevin Durant thing gets old. It will get old, believe me, because at some point somebody's going to be like, this is a job, man. We're just, we are here. None of, none of us play for free or for a scholarship. We all have bills to pay. No, I, I get this that, but don't you think? This is the way the world. This I, I the way get it, but NFL the guy works. he's going to approach it like a job, and you, like you, that attitude no, might get old. He's approach. He's approaching they, it like they like they play pickup basketball. No, well, that attitude might get old. You're right, but you know what doesn't get old? Winning. And if this guy wins no. ten games or wins eleven games, it ain't going to get old. They're going to love this guy. If he's making plays he on Sundays, they're going to love this guy. I'm all what, in with this guy. I'd buy as much stock in this guy as I could. I I understand that. Now I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Jim. But what if they go seven and nine? What if they what go? If they, what wh if? What if they go ten and six? What if they go eleven and five? What if they win the AFC I North? I, I I get it. I get it. I am looking at the personalities they have in this team. Uh -huh. There is not enough footballs to go around for for Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry to both have a hundred catches and fifteen hundred yards each. Let me ask Somebody you something. What and, if? And, and, and if Freddie Kitchens, as a head coach, starts placating to that shit? I don't think he will. This I, really, I really don't. I think he's got. I see. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know why you're skeptical. But I'm gonna bet on the very things that you're skeptical of. I think Freddie Kitchens, although he has not been in this, and it is a big ask. You're right. They've got some gigantic personalities in that locker room. But then John Dorsey does this, right? Dorsey's not afraid to do this. We saw it in Kansas City. He's doing it now in Cleveland. It is risky. I'll give you that. I think Kitchens is the kind of guy that can keep it all together. I think he gets it. I think he gets them. I think he connects with personalities. I think the guy can do it. I know. I hear what you're saying. He can't do. It, I'm going to bet on him you, also. Go back bring, to Jarvis you Landry. Olivia, you bring in Olivier Vernon. You bring in Odell right. Beckham. Right. You have you have the number one draft pick on the other side. Their the expectations. Oh, it's listen, huge. Expectations are heavy. Yeah, but you know you, what I mean. You want that? And they you never want had that. any. The only expectation the Browns have had for the last ten years or so is number one draft pick. 
and just screw it up. I, I would so I much rather. That. I would so much rather the world saying, "Man, you guys are awesome. You better get it done." Than the entire world going, "You suck." Hey, Hugh, way to go, one in thirty-one. <laughs> I'd much rather have expectations than be crappy. Understood. I I I get it. I much rather keep my head down, mm-hmm. and when we're done, lift it up and see where we are. But I, that's not happening in Cleveland. Trevor, you're not their a keep head, your head, head down. Trevor, head you are not a keep up. your head down kind of guy. What the hell are you talking about, Trevor? No, I, I, no. when I played, when I played, I was. Now, I, I would give you that. When I played, when I played, I was like, look, all that outside, all this press and all that stuff, look, I have to go to practice. All I cared about was going to practice or trying to get out of practice <laughs> and playing in the game on Sunday. Those are my only survival every day. The, all that other stuff. Who has the billboard? I mean, somebody has to replace that billboard of uh, of LeBron James' city, and they're looking for somebody. And I'm telling them what's going to happen is, Jim, this, mark my words, the city mistakenly, without even knowing it, they're going to pit them all against each other. Trust me, because when they start talking about, how come not my jersey is not here? It's going to happen. Signed, the city signed, is too signed, small. signed the Rams. They're going to fucking implode. Yeah, either that or go to the Super Bowl. All right, now. We're, oh, we're, we're, well, or that. <laughs> okay, respectfully. So here it is. You and I are both on record. This is what I love about you and me and this. We both planted our flag, and either one of us will own whatever happens. I love own. them. You don't. It's going to be great to see. No matter what, it's must see TV. I love oh, 100%. it. 100%. Oh, yeah, that's another thing, Jim. They're going to play on national TV a lot. Right, a lot, which is awesome. And I'm telling you, it's it is it's great for us. It's great for us. But when when, when you're a team, right? When there's 70 men, as, as far as who dresses and practice squad and that type of thing, with 70 of you, and and then people start going, hey, you guys are going to play on national team every week. If they get bad, if they somehow have a losing record by the time they get to that fifth national team game, and they move that game from national TV and they flex it to the Giants or some other shit, you watch what happens. Right, and, it, right. and if happens. they show up and they start running fools over and knocking chumps out, watch what happens. <laughs> That's not going to happen. It'll be awesome. <laughs> Trevor, you're the best. You're, you're the guy that will go to war for Blake Bortles, but you're going to kill Baker That's Mayfield. That makes a That's hell of a lot guy. of sense, doesn't it? Bortles service. Yeah, so how about Bortles service? So Bortles service is now on the outside looking in, trying to get back <laughs> into that club that he used to be behind the velvet rope for, and he's holding a clipboard. Remind me again why you like this guy so much. And is this who he is right now, a backup quarterback in the NFL? Yeah, I, he is a backup quarterback. doesn't mean I don't like him. I, I liked him because he was built like a quarterback. He looked like one. Uh, when he played at UCF, man, he, he was a grown-up now. At UCF, we see it's a, re- it's a real football program now. But back then, it really wasn't. And I'm telling you, he put that entire thing on his back and made Fitz magic. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, when, you know, no, when you go I from don't, Orlando Trevor. up – you go from Orlando up the street to Jacksonville. I was like, man, he's a small market. It's perfect for him. He doesn't have that bright light on him. It's a small place. Nobody really cares about Jacksonville and Duval County except for them. Perfect place for him to get better. And he throws the ball like he's throwing a wet sock. I don't understand it. But that's my guy. That's my guy. <laughs> Dying on that hill. Yeah, you are. You died. You, they buried you on that hill a long time dead. ago, Trev. You're dead, six feet under. Dead. All right, now listen. Here's... Credit where credit's due. I would never, I would never not. I'm not gonna take a run at you for something and not give you credit where credit's due. You were one of the first people anywhere to say that Cliff Kingsbury should get a look as an NFL coach, and sure enough, Arizona pulled the trigger. So, what do you think of that fit, and how do you think he's gonna do there? Yeah, when he drafts Kyler Murray, it's gonna be great, right? But you watch, you watch Texas Tech play, and and the fact that they had all those guys, I understand all that. But watch them play offense other besides the quarterback watch the play design right watch how he carries himself on the sideline 
Watch how the kids love him in a sense that he as 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 freshman becomes freshman becomes a senior, he's now four years older as well. So he's not that young. I mean, he's not he's not Andy Reid, but he's he's not twenty two years old and all shit like that. I mean, he's a he's a head coach. But if this is where if this is where the NFL is going, you need those kind of whiz kid whiz bang head coaches to fix an offense while you get some old curmudgeon to fix the defense. <laughs> of course, it's as easy as pie. He was the first one. He was the first one I'd have went to. As in the kid in Texas Tech, I'm telling you, you got to watch them throw the ball. And, and when they throw the ball, there are people wide open, right? Like there's no coverage. It's like, how is there a DB not near the guy standing at the goal line in the middle of the field? Like what happened in front of him that made him go up there and the ball goes back here? I'll tell you what uh, Steve Spurry say, remember say, look, our offense is easy. Safety goes back, we throw it in front of him. Safety comes up, we throw it over his head. That's what Cliff Kingsbury does. <laughs> right, right. So I was talking to draft analyst Daniel Jeremiah about this, and you're kind of touching on it, but you're either a Kyler Murray guy or a Dwayne Haskins guy. So which are you? I don't I, – um, I, oh, my God. That's such a bad question. I, I, I Just because you don't know the answer doesn't mean it's a bad question. Yeah, but no, it's, it's not a bad – I mean, it's not, there's no good answer, right? I rush quarterbacks. Yeah, there is. 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 You just don't have one. Come on, Trevor, stop <laughs> telling me I ask bad questions. I mean, I have, no. but that's not one of them. Uh, okay, so here, here's... Uh, Fucking with this? the wrong there's guy, bad, Trevor. There's a, ba- there's a bad answer. Fucking with the wrong guy, Trevor. <laughs> there's a bad answer. Here it is. <laughs> better, that's better. It's a bad answer. Okay. Give me a bad, a bad answer. So, I rushed quarterbacks for a living 14 years. I've never seen a midget play quarterback. <laughs> Fuck. I've never seen... I've, Jim... I've yet to see the man. He's built like a big midget. He just is. He has short arms. I know, know he's 5'9". Okay, first Russell of all, a couple things really quickly. Number one, midget is not an appropriate term. It's, you just shouldn't use that. But when you just use the phrase big midget, that takes me back to a time when – I'm not sure if you still played, but when Justin Tuck, the New York Giants locker room back in the day, Trevor, when I did an ESPN show, we had a correspondent piece, and we put the cameras in there, and they were absolutely relentless. And I don't know if it was Amani Toomer. One of the guys hit Tuck. He was just a, a first-year player. He was a rookie, so he wasn't like that man yet. He hit him with, yo, man, look at you. You're like a big midget. <laughs> the, the shit that was being talked in that locker room was incredible. Incredible. Oh, yes. But but you know what? That's what he was built like. <laughs> Tuck? No, no question. Tuck. Oh, my God. Just In fact, listen, listen to this. Like, Trevor, 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 I found the tape. I found the tape. Listen to this, Trevor. Go ahead. This I'll is be- Justin Tuck. Notre Dame beat Michigan this year, by the way. Hey, guess, guess what his nickname is? What's his nickname? Big Midget. <laughs> and he, look, he looks like a big midget, right? <laughs> as, as you can see, that ain't really funny. <laughs> So, Trevor, that, that was Amani Toomer, and Justin Tuck did not find that to be very funny. You heard him. He goes, you can tell they think that's really funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, 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 that went awful. But what I'm saying is five-foot-nine quarterbacks, that, that's, that's rough, Jim. Let me, tell you, let me tell you what NFL teams going to do. NFL, team, NFL defensive lines will say, look, we're going to make him throw out of a barrel. Everybody rush straight ahead. Do not run past him. And as he lifts, as he lifts his hands, you lift yours. They're going to try to make him throw over a wall. Mm-hmm. Like Game of Thrones. The, the wall comes down. That's, that's, that's how you beat him. And you make him run to his left. So they're going to rush his right. They're going to rush his left side to make sure he runs. He's going to rush his right side to make sure he runs left. And if he does left and they throw him on a barrel, you can, you can beat that. You can beat that. So, Trevor, um, you see that was not, a, that was not a, qu- a hard question. You actually had an answer. You are a Dwayne Haskins guy. 
No, but I, I but 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 see, here's the thing. I watched Dwayne Haskins run the combine. I just happened to turn on TV and I watched him plod his way down the goddamn forty with his round face, and I was like, nope, that's not it. That's not it. That's not it. I, I was like, that's not that's not your guy. Don't don't do that. Right. Trevor was was his round face slowing him down. What what's a round face have to do with anything at all? He has no synapse in his body. No, the synapse, the synapse go from your brain to your legs. Like, right. a they fire. The, the synapse fires. They, they don't fire right. Right. Like, I, I watched him run, and I was like, I, not the fact that he ran slow. The fact that he looked slow running slow was a problem. <laughs> wow, Trevor. All right, so I'm going to try and get you back on track, although you are, you are in fine form today. So I talked to your former teammate last week, Mark Schlereth. And he okay. was unbe- he was unbelievable. I asked him about a guy that you both played with in Denver, another jungle legend, Bill Romanowski. Now Stink was really good on Romo, really good on Romo. Have you and I you and you have a great memory for this sort of thing? Is it me or has there never been a Trevor Price story time regarding Romo on our podcast? We did have one, and okay. it was just about me and him playing Scrabble. Okay, like right, we, right, like right, we were the, right. we were the only two people that had like on the airplane. Yeah, about half a brain. You know what I mean? But but he would cheat. Remember, you, right. know, you go to the bathroom and see the Scrabble dictionary. Like, who left this here? Got oh, it. Romo. <laughs> you know what's funny about that, though? That the first story you went to was a, actually a Scrabble story, not a football story, not something crazy or physical, just that he cheats at Scrabble. <laughs> but that's true. He right. cheated at Scrabble. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, it's nice to have a helping hand, right? Especially when it's tax season. And that hand is attached to a licensed tax professional. With TurboTax Live, you can talk to real CPAs and EAs on demand who can review your return with you before you file and make sure you get your maximum refund. They can even check your work line by line so you can be confident that it's done correctly. Who knew confidence and peace of mind could be synonymous with taxes? TurboTax Live with CPAs and EAs on demand. See details now at TurboTax.com. That's TurboTax.com. I got another one for you. Let's go off the board on this, Trevor. So you're a tennis guy. You had a record label, and you weren't one of those athletes like, oh, yeah, everybody's got a record label. Like, I know people in that business that always spoke really highly of you and your ear, and you knew what you were doing, so you can speak to this. How about Denis Shapovalov? Now, you remember this guy, right? You love tennis. You had a record label. He, what do you make of this guy trying to actually rap at Indian Wells? Now, I had this in the jungle. Let me play this for you really quickly. I know you know this, but people listening might not know this. This guy wins at Indian Wells. It's a nice tournament, and then he attempts to do this, Alvi. Wait, wait, wait. I wrote it down. So. I'm here in Cali with the fans getting hella lit. Happy with the win today. Now I got to flow to spit. Loving the support. I leave it all on the court. Fighting like a wolf. I'll be back for more, so take care and good night. Know this, the good life. Hot tubs and court time. Thursday, we back, all right? Yeah, sure, part of the problem with that is I gave you the version where he went to his phone and he read it. He actually choked up the first two times he tried to do it, and then he got all those imbeciles clapping along. What's your take on that? All right, so I watched, I watched the, um, uh, I think it was, I was on Tennis Channel about Shapovalov down at IMG Academy and, like, you know, his whole thing. And during it, he has a camera on the car. So, and this was this is way before the Indian Wells thing. This is during the off season. He has a camera car and he starts rhyming. And he's like, he's like, listen to like Jeezy or Jay, something he's listening to that he really loves. And he's going along with it like every kid his age can spit those, you know, re- recite it back to you. But then they play, I realized they weren't playing a Jay-Z song, they were playing his song. Right. And I was like, 
what in the fuck? So then they started going back, and he was like, look, this is something I love to do because it keeps me away from tennis for a little bit, gets my mind in a different place, and he's in the studio, and there's a bunch of hangers on, and like, like he's like a real MC, and they're like counting him in and making beats, and he's dancing around the studio and whatnot, and then he's showing back to tennis practice. So in that respect, because I kind of lived that life without being a rapper, of course, that has made music, um, I get it. I, I, I get it. The other part of it is, and I will tell you this, the kid loves the music, right? And if you're if you're having if you're having the kind of guts to stand up there and do that in front of people and to have yourself kind of open for that kind of being crucified like he was at times, all the more power to him. That being said, he's not very good. That being said, he's not very good, but he's a 22-year-old or 23-year-old, good-looking, long long blonde-haired kid from Canada. Who loves the culture, man? I I can't I can't hate on him, but uh, but I can tell you he he has a long fucking way to go before he can do that as a professional. Trevor, that that's really interesting because I couldn't wait to. In fact, I did. I clowned this guy hard in the jungle and I crushed him for it. But you do make a good point. I mean, it, if you love it that much and you've got a passion for it and you've got that kind of courage, I mean, either you're a really dumb guy and think you're good, or you love it so much you don't give a damn to put yourself out there. I'll give you an example. Remember Barry Zito, the major leaguer? He tried. Oh, yes. Okay, oh, so yes. Zito wanted that life too. He loved that life and literally was just learning to play guitar and learning to do the whole thing. And he came in the jungle way back in the day. And this is a pretty big time radio program. I host right now. Listen to this. Yeah. He did. He did this back in the day. Together on the sand, <laughs> Shit. we walked hand in hand on the beachfront. Oh shit! As tightly held my hand, I had my fingers up her. Country music playing on the radio. So oh. Oh. Oh, no. So, so anyway, Trevor, like, he's gotten, that was a long, 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 long time ago, and he's gotten much better, but I think that speaks to what you're saying. Barry was not that advanced at that point, but he had a passion, he had love for it, and he wasn't afraid. Right. So, so, so you can't, you have to kind of say, hey, you know what, more power to you. But is Barry Zito good at guitar? No. Is, is Shapovalov a great MC? No, but I'm gonna tell you something though. I'm gonna tell you something right now, Jim. If he had walked into a record label office, like an Interscope Records Universe or something like that, and he was this good-looking blonde kid from from Canada, and he could rhyme cat and rat together, they'd have found a use for him, right? They'd say, "We'll figure it out." I'm I'm telling you, the kid looks like a superstar. He plays like one. He looks like one. But he he just said he said on the thing. It, I think you have to watch the thing that I saw. Um, about him. That's why. I, that's why I come from it a little, a little differently. Because I watched it and he talked about it. He just kept talking about it. How much he loves it. He loves being in the studio and he's paying for all this. The kid is rich, right? So he's. If you're willing to pay for all this and pay for these beats and pay for studio time, so you can live out your fantasy a little bit, all the more power. I, I, that's fine. Well, like and now, the, is he, he going to be on the radio one day? No, he's not. Is he going to get a record deal now? No, he's not. Would he have gotten one if he was just an MC? With that long blonde hair of his, I bet you he would have. Interesting. Like he's got everything going for him except talent. Like he's got it. <laughs> he's got the look. He's got the money. He's got the passion. He's got the energy. He's willing to put himself energy. out there. He's got everything except yeah. talent. I, I could honestly see that kid. I'm telling you right now, Jim. I could honestly see that kid, if he wasn't a tennis player, becoming something in the music. I'm telling you. 
He he is he is just serviceable enough, serviceable enough. Have you listened to some of these MCs days, like Blueface and all these kids that these dudes that my my kids listen to? I'm like, what in the God's name is that shit? And I and I'm and I I know music. Like I don't. No, no. I, I want to make this point, I, Trevor. I want to say this because you you could say it, but maybe my opinion would help too. You're not just like an athlete who likes music. I mean, you had a label and you did very well. And I bring this up because my guy Andy Gershon. I brought this up to Andy Gershon way oh, back in the day. Man. All right. So Gershon <laughs> is one of my best friends. He's a, a absolutely diehard Kansas City Chief fan, a degenerate degenerate Chief fan. He ran a record label. He ran a record label for Richard Branson. He used to manage the Smashing Pumpkins back in the day. And when you were doing this, when you were playing, I always liked you a lot. And I just said, you know, I, I had no idea what he would say. I'm like, how about my guy Trevor Price? He's like, oh, no, dude. Dude, he knows what he's doing. He's got a really good ear. He's really good at the business. Like, he had nothing but respect. And if you didn't garner that respect, believe me, he would have told me otherwise. So the point I bring this up, like, Trevor, do you miss that life? What was that life like for you back then it was it was interesting because I, I sometimes i do miss it but here's what happened i wound up going to a movie studio for the first time and i was like yeah i'm music well, i don't do music i make movies you know what i mean <laughs> but andy was interesting and the the great thing about about being in music business back then is if you wind up high enough in a poll now you're not saying you're not selling andy correct andy ran he was the president of v2 records andy signed the white stripes Andy played for me Seven Nation Army on vinyl before anybody ever heard it. He was like, "You have to hear this new White Stripes record because they had just made uh, I'm in Love with a Girl on their first um, uh, their first album." And he was like, "This second White Stripe album is going to be out of bounds." And he and he wouldn't give um, the press CDs of it because that's when it, like Napster was happening. They were ripping songs and giving them away. So if you wanted to review the White Stripes album, he he sent you a piece of vinyl, and he played Seven Nation Army for me, and I was like. What is go? What I was like, what is this? I was like, is Jack White playing a bass? He was like, I don't know what's going on, but this is the best record I've ever heard, and I'll never, I will never forget the day. So that was the best part, I think, of my experience was hearing things and knowing things before everybody else did, because I was a music aficionado. You know what I mean? More so than just making records. But he signed one of my bands, V2 signed Roman Candle. That's why Andy says that. I fucking love that. God, that's a great story. That is awesome. I'm going to make sure he knows that you said that. Trev, it is so good to have you back, man. Time flies when you are having fun. We covered a lot of ground. Thanks for doing that. Great to have you back. We got to get you in for a jungle run shortly, and it's always good to hear your voice, brother. Absolutely, my man, Jim. You call me anytime. That was so I'll fun. More about, I'll tell you more about my basketball adventures. I'm going to pick that thing back up again. Can't wait to hear, man. Go get some runs in you, and we'll hit it, we'll hit it again soon. Good job, Trev. Absolutely. When you need auto parts, but you cannot get to a store, visit O'ReillyAuto.com. You can buy your parts online. Pick them up in the O'Reilly Auto Parts store of your choice. There are no shipping costs, easy returns, and convenient pickup on your schedule. So shop your way for the parts you need at O'ReillyAuto.com. O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. O'Reilly Auto Parts. I'll admit it, and I am not ashamed to admit it. In fact, I can't wait to admit it. I miss that guy. I really did. And I know all you RPO listeners did as well. No one quite liked Trevor Price. Now do me a solid. Go show Trev some love. He earned it. 
He deserved it. He loves you clones. Hit him up right now at Trevor underscore Price. Make sure you spell Price with a Y. At Trevor underscore Price on Twitter. He's good to you clones. You should return that love. And then after you thumb out that tweet to him, go press the subscribe button on this pod. All future episodes will automatically find your listening devices. You don't look for them. They will find you. It's simple. It's easy. It's smart. Go ahead and do it. Also, I'm off next week for vacation, but I will pick it right back up on Masters Week on April 9th with, wait for it, Steve Elkington. Elk, look for that. See in two weeks. Here are your voicemails. First new message. Ellen in Virginia, I'll make it quick. How, how does Hawk expect to complete a marathon when he just does not have the coordination enough to put a pair of golf spikes on without half killing himself? This is hilarious. I love the beating he's taking. Thanks for the fine. Message deleted. Next message. Romy, it's Ulrich. I called Bobby Flay not a great friend of mine, but he's a friend. I know him. Dude, he's not going to ask you twice to be on Beat Bobby Flay. You've got to have your people call him. Dude, you owe us. Message saved. Next message. Congratulations, Adam Hawk. Way to go, man. Thomas from Bonanza. You finished it, so now we're going to have a bong-a-thon out here in Bonanza. The goal is 44 bong hits, in six hours and 18 minutes. Message deleted. Next message. Hey, Hawkman, major fucking props. I know I could not run a marathon. And so you enjoy that? This is Darren and Kuna, and I am fucking out. Message saved. Next message. Romy, Justin, and Melbourne. Congratulations, Hawk. You running that marathon and finishing? Well, it's like a hockey fight, Hawk. It's not whether you win or lose. It's just showing up and going the distance. Message saved. You have no more messages.